Hi guys, welcome to the Worship Podcast. For this episode, we have a very special guest with us. He graduated from IIT Madras. He has experience working with KPMG and Rocket Internet and has co-founded a team of more than 250 remote employees working for Worship along with his partner and friend Vivek Gupta. Presenting to you the one and only Nilesh Raghavani. Welcome to the show Nilesh. Thank you Crispino. How does it feel to be a part of the Vishap podcast finally? <laughs> it feels funny, it feels different. <laughs> I'm a part of I'm, I'm a guest at Vishap's podcast so yeah I I, I mean <laughs> cannot explain the feeling. It's like you know being a guest at you know the same organization. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a long time coming. I mean we've been planning this for quite a while now but finally we've got the time. So thank you so much for taking the time to actually come on the show. I understand you're busy but Thank you so much for you know. No, no, no. I, I, I always have time for you. I, I, I always have time for marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So I'm very excited for this episode. Actually, I've curated a bunch of questions, mm. and I hope you are also excited and ready for this interview. I am. I'm actually very excited. I'm actually excited to know cool. what questions you are going to ask me. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right. So Nilesh uh, let's start off with uh, an easy one actually for you so we know the ambitious and hard working nilesh uh, but give us an insight into your childhood like how were you as a kid were you always this ambitious kid uh, like an entrepreneur that you are today or were you just like one of the normal kids playing gully cricket or football i don't know what normal means crispino but yeah i mean <laughs> i i was uh, i was competitive i was Hmm. Magu I was studious I okay not bookish studious but I was teacher's hmm. pet and uh, hmm. I was a class topper in my school days um okay. but I come from a tier 2 town of India so probably topping yeah. the class is easy uh, hmm. and uh, but I also played I played cricket I played basketball with my nice. friends um yeah So yeah my childhood was very simple you know like a very laid back kind mm-hmm. of a dear to city bopal uh, you know imagine how uh, 90s yeah. and 2000s would be um and then yeah, yeah. you know teenage was spent in college in chennai and that was those were exciting times yeah. college is an exciting time yeah. for everyone college is exciting time yes so yeah i mean that's about it and from my childhood mm-hmm. you know you know every child has this moving mm-hmm. uh, goal post right so yeah i also had a moving goal post so sometimes i wanted to like if you go back like when i was super young i wanted to be a i i you know i wanted to be an engine driver <laughs> like it, i i was <laughs> like trains uh, were really amusing to me like you know like long structures okay. moving so i wanted to be an engine driver yeah, yeah. then i wanted to be a pilot yes. then i wanted to be a cricketer then yeah. when i became a little more mature i wanted mm-hmm. to be an industrialist like i wanted to set up a factory mm-hmm. on a small piece mm-hmm. of land that my dad had how old were you when you had this idea of setting up a factory i was 12 i think i was 12 that's that's still very young that's still very yeah, young i don't know why yeah. why i got this idea i don't know I, i don't know where this idea got seeded in my mind but i, I told yeah. my father one day you know what when i am going to grow up and I'll probably go to the US because at that point of time everyone uh-huh. was probably talking about going to the US you know making money in dollars and everything. I I think people still talk about it. So yeah. I was like you know I'll I'll make some money I'll save some money like everybody like everyone right and then I'll come yeah, back yeah, and yeah. I'll set up a factory on your land. 
so my dad is like okay mm. <laughs> okay got it wow that was a bishish for a 12 year old nilesh well yeah i mean nice I, those are those were childhood days and then when i went to the college the, the reality hit me and realized how people are really really smart and like so yeah yeah i was watching this episode of finance with sharan the other day yeah. and it's kind of similar to your story as well like he used to top his class and all mm. but uh, when he went and he he came to the city mm. uh, bangalore i guess yeah. and once he started studying there he realized that uh, uh, oh shit oh shit <laughs> like i'm a very no, no, really. small fish in a yeah yeah sea. so you know what like you you know like being a topper in the school and then you want go to the college so aise soch ke jaate like you think and you say that you know i'm going i'm going to go to the college and I, i'll be the coolest dude and everything and then you go yeah. to the college and then you meet these guys from delhi and mumbai and bangalore and uh, all the big yeah. cities you know who play football who play guitar uh, who yeah. play cricket who do dramatics and they are like cool in every other domain and you are like oh shit like yeah. you know You, yeah. you don't know anything yeah. so that's when i realized that you know big city that. has that kind of a mm-hmm. impact on your your yeah. personality true yeah. but hey you're not doing that bad huh you still uh, <laughs> you're still uh, managing a company right now and uh, got other projects yeah. working on so yeah i think yeah i mean things are not so thing you did yeah, well it's it's going well right now so let's see <laughs> the dreams are bigger but yeah let's see Awesome, awesome. So, could you tell me about Wishup? Like, how did the idea of setting up a remote organization come in your mind? That to way before COVID, like because of COVID, we all went into kind of remote work. But you had this idea a couple of years before that. So, how did this idea come to you and Vivek? Um, this idea is a pivot from one of our previous business models. And um, mm-hmm. if you remember, two thousand fifteen, sixteen was the time when a lot of hyperlocal startups uh, started, and we wanted to do everything mm-hmm. through WhatsApp. Uh, you you would find mm-hmm. this idea, you know, somebody is launching this idea again now. But this is an idea we launched mm-hmm. back in two thousand fifteen, sixteen, and uh, mm-hmm. the idea picked up, but we never. Hmm. made any money and we realized that we would never make any money so mm-hmm. we got excited about the funding you know ecosystem hmm. and you know just hmm. come up with an idea get a funding and you know scale that idea and then keep funding that idea through external i mean mm-hmm. i think at one point of time we realized vivek and me that this is not us and we don't want to hmm. play the user acquisition and the funding game and I mean, there was certain mm. value to that idea. There still is certain value to that idea. There are players like Dunzo, which are operating, uh, you know, in that yeah. space, and they are doing very good. You know, mad mm. respect for people who have achieved that. But after a certain point of time, we realized what do we want to do with our business, and uh, mm. we realized that some of our clients were using our WhatsApp service not for hyper local, but for getting some. Mm. office related work done like some work on excel sheets and you mm-hmm. know uh, reaching out mm-hmm. to people and blah 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 we then mm. studied these clients and we figured out these were entrepreneurs in india and then mm. this idea clicked and then we started mm-hmm. researching on this idea we figured out this is this is an existing idea where people work remotely mm. uh, they are virtual Got assistants it. they are software developers working remotely there are a lot of people working remotely we realized there were people working mm-hmm. remotely from thailand uh mm-hmm. you know for american companies and then we thought yeah. hey india is a good market for this 
it has to be right mm. because see so many people yeah getting edu- educated every year so many people coming to the market yeah we can become a world's office as as somebody said i think mr kotak said said that uh, you know india could be the mm-hmm. office of the world um mm-hmm. he said it in covid he said it during covid we but we were executing it before that before before covid mm. we were a well oiled machinery when the covid hit and that's when we also kind of you know picked up mm-hmm. a lot yeah so i guess you have now started uh, or we are now uh, having clients in america mm. so how did that transition happen like how did you decide to go to us so in 2017 we started our service in india and then we realized mm. that we were getting traction again just like the previous business we were getting traction in india mm. we were getting payments in india but the retention was a problem in india and we realized that mm-hmm. uh, we were adding less value because i think maybe indian entrepreneurs did not value micro outsourcing at that point of time uh, maybe they still mm. don't value it because i think employees are easily mm. available maybe in india but true then we thought hey who could find more value uh mm. of our product and our service mm. uh, we started it in us boom it clicked and then mm. again we were facing some issues there and then we again did some research on the data we figured out that new york and san francisco are mm-hmm. better markets i think big cities of the us are better, better markets for it just to follow up on that so what would you say are the benefits of outsourcing for a company from us and why should like an entrepreneur sitting in new york consider hiring a remote employee from bishop oh don't get me started on that like it's a long list of benefits that you know uh yeah. an entrepreneur has when they outsource mm-hmm. i'm talking about outsourcing mm-hmm. not outsourcing to india outsourcing in general has a lot of benefits and then i'll talk about benefits yeah. of outsourcing to india so one Sure. Uh, you don't have to hire somebody mm. on your payroll payrolling is a big cost mm-hmm. you don't have to get a recruiter mm. to you know uh, fill your positions recruitment is a big cost recruitment takes mm-hmm. up a lot of your time recruitment takes up a lot of your energy efforts which you could have mm. spent in building your business right mm. um, mm-hmm. then let's say if you get a wrong candidate on board then there's a process mm. of you know like parting ways that mm. is another time taking process refilling the position this yeah. all is solved by outsourcing in general right and this is why people mm-hmm. outsource just that uh, there were very few outsourcing options for startups in the past outsourcing yes. options existed yeah. for big companies enterprises but we bring, we bring yeah. outsourcing options for startups also right then mm. uh, there are no admin costs no laptop mm. cost no you know office mm. cost no electricity cost yeah. no travel you know you the you save mm-hmm. the environment it is more green mm-hmm. um yeah so many things no no taxes by the way no taxes very important mm. so an american entrepreneur doesn't have to pay any taxes no because this is a service the... we, we it goes as a service it's got it so you pay taxes yeah. when you pay an employee right hmm. you pay 401k yeah. and so many other benefits when you pay an employee but if you pay a service it's yeah it's as it's an expense it's not payroll yeah so that's a got huge it, got huge it. benefit for any entrepreneur then it's a yeah. risk free hiring crispino it's a risk free hiring hmm. i mean an mm-hmm. entrepreneur you know like you know they just they can switch yeah. on switch off whenever they want mm-hmm. so yeah the benefit 
so no long term commitments no, basically yeah i mean you want you can have long term commitments you can have mid term commitment commitments you can have short term commitments i mean the benefits yeah. are insane amazing benefits yeah yeah also i think because of the difference in the pricing mm-hmm. or difference in the packages oh yeah uh, the american entrepreneurs can hire like a full time employee for for a fraction like, of a price is it the same for a fraction of the price okay. so uh you yeah. know i think now now let's talk about outsourcing from the eastern part of the world see internet is fast mm-hmm. across the world now you don't have to an american doesn't need to have an american employee right and anyway you mm-hmm. don't get the best employee in your in in your same zip code right the best employees are yeah. everywhere in the world the best talent is everywhere in the world right yeah you def- i mean an entrepreneur should always think about using our platforms of this type mm-hmm. of type you know like wishup to actually source good mm-hmm. talent from across the world and at a fraction mm-hmm. of the cost at the fraction of the cost mm-hmm. like probably 10 to 25% of the cost of a local employee mm-hmm. in the US i mean we don't even want to talk about mm-hmm. it because it's a well understood fact right mm-hmm. yeah true true so but but i had a concern over in elish do you think the quality of the virtual assistant or of the remote employee provided by wishup is similar to a full time employee based in america no the quality is good i mean look indians mm-hmm. are respected across the world i mean silicon valley is built by indians right by uh, indians yes but uh, at wishup we take care of the quality a lot so you won't believe mm-hmm. me crispino because these facts are probably not out but only 1% in fact less than 1% of mm. the total applicants are onboarded mm-hmm. on our platform it takes okay. up a lot of our time and our processes aptitude tests english tests interviews to actually mm-hmm. filter out the top 1% and then onboard mm-hmm. them to our platform and that's not it crispino mm. we also you know make everyone go through a training process i'm sure you also would have gone through a certain training process yeah. right this training process lasts for about 4 weeks to 6 weeks depending on the performance of the candidate right mm-hmm. and then on the top of that there is a support system so if the mm-hmm. candidate works with our client they mm-hmm. till the time their relationship is stable there's yeah. a client success team there is a candidate success team who work very closely mm-hmm. with the relationship and try to achieve best possible outcome for the client mm-hmm. you don't yeah. find it you know anywhere else so this is our special yeah it's a it's a very unique business model yeah. yes i agree like i've seen freelancers i've seen other organizations where they hire and kind of place you with their placement organizations yeah. but here there's kind of a whole hand holding phase yes. where yes. you you kind of ensure that the remote employee is un- understands the job yes. and the tasks expected of him or her yes so Amazing. i mean uh, you know just to add to that i mean the sincere clients actually value this a lot so for example mm. one of our clients actually described us and compared us to a mm. freelancer so they said you know a freelancer is like mm-hmm. a one pager website wishup is like mm. a website with a backend right hmm. because we have yeah all the moving pieces in the back end so yeah true true so how has your journey been like uh, managing this whole business model and a remote organization mm-hmm. 
it's a like it's very unique because uh, you also <laughs> used to work in the office before yeah. working with KPMG and Rocket Internet. Yeah. But now you're starting a remote all remote organization. Yes. So how has your journey been? So initially it was weird because it felt. I mean, a transition from office to remote is usually difficult. Uh, the world was mm-hmm. forced into it uh, in 2020, but mm. we did it voluntarily. And at that point of time, mm. we felt a little out of place. Actually, frankly speaking, mm. we thought, "Oh, people are going to office. They are important people. We are not so important people. Not going to office, working from home." I mean, yeah. in your mind, it makes sense, right? It's more efficient. You save yeah. time. You save money. You yeah. save fuel. You save environment. But, but then you know, we thought. wow people are doing important stuff we are probably not doing such important stuff right but yeah when we saw that the team started growing so uh, you have to mm-hmm. remember that initially we got a lot of interest from stay at home moms mm-hmm. we were a boon for them think, right so and i think right now as well we have a lot of stay at home moms on our payroll we, right we do yes yes, yes yes in yeah. fact most of our star performers happen to be stay at home moms right Uh, yes so yes. i mean they are smart they are talented they are loyal they are grateful so i mean all the good qualities right so yeah. um uh, and they take ownership you know they, this is something hmm. good about you know stay at home moms they have very high ownership um hmm. and which is which is required in all the jobs man like every entrepreneur yeah. craves for more ownership in their uh, team members yeah. right So yeah, yeah, this is this is how we we uh, we got a lot of interest from stay-at-home moms, and then uh, the team started growing, and then we also started mm-hmm. facing a lot of problems because you know in a bigger team mm-hmm. the problems were new. Um, you know, mm-hmm. people won't report on time. Some people would report on mm-hmm. time. I mean, all the HR-related problems just more amplified because you cannot see people mm-hmm. there, right? At that True. point of time, you True. know, a lot of managers helped us. they would you know keep in mm-hmm. touch with everybody on the phone we did not have a lot of tools mm-hmm. like now right we use mm-hmm. slack we use you know uh, time tracking tools so things evolved over time and that's why i said you know before covid we were a well oiled machinery we faced a lot of problems and we found mm-hmm. we tried to find solutions uh, to those problems mm-hmm. yeah got it so like i'm i'm pretty sure it's the same but i just wanted to know from you like how do you assess performance in a remote setup is it based on target and achievement or is there some kind of different metric to assess performance um so there are two types of roles at wishup so there are client facing roles and then there are internal roles mm-hmm. for client facing roles the performance is very objectively defined by the client i mean they mm-hmm. they let us know if they are happy with yeah. are virtual assistants so, or there is a feedback a mechanism, feedback mechanism. yeah they give five stars mm-hmm. three stars four stars they give a testimonial mm-hmm. we get to know a lot of these things there are client success calls got it uh, every seventh day mm-hmm. 15th day one month 45 mm-hmm. days uh, just yeah. to see if everything is on track for internal employees it's uh, same as Mm. as any other team like you have your metrics defined sales team has sales goals marketing team has marketing goals you guys have mm-hmm. you know some goals <laughs> podcast goals mm. uh yeah. so yeah i mean it's same as any other organization it's not very different actually got it got it so moving on to my next question which was also kind of the reason 
which enticed me to join Bishop. Mm. So Bishop has seen unprecedented uh, growth yeah. over the past couple of years, yeah. like a five hundred percent increase in revenue. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think attributed to that growth? Um, one, we had our processes uh, in place. Um, mm-hmm. Two, uh, people started seeing the value. Uh, of mm-hmm. Vishap on both the sides. Uh, mm-hmm. So candidate got, uh, the, all the candidates who joined us, they got a uh, good hike in their, uh, you know, pay. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Clients got high quality talent, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, at a very affordable price. Mm-hmm. So it, it really worked out for both the sides and people started, uh, you know, observing mm-hmm. us and and then suddenly COVID hit. So it became a necessity, mm-hmm. actually, right? Uh, Got it. Some clients lost lost their business, so they of course could not continue with us. But mm-hmm. then there are a lot of new clients who turned up in the market because they were look they yeah. were looking for solutions, right? How how remote mm-hmm. could work? So we are not just a mm-hmm. we are not just a talent platform. We are we also provide a remote solution. I mean, our app uh, is mm-hmm. one of its type to manage remote. Workers, uh, remote employees. Hmm. Yeah. Got it. So, my next question would be: Do you think we can uh, sustain this kind of growth in the next few years? This is a very good question. Now, you know, entrepreneurs are usually very optimistic, always. But um, yeah. the answer to that is yes. Uh, and I have hmm. got uh, data to back it up, and also logic. I'll let's mm-hmm. talk about the logic here. When hmm. people realize that remote works, hmm. the first set of people to hold on to remote is employees. They don't want to go back to office. Mm-hmm. Many of them don't want to go back to office. <laughs> Some of them do want to go back True. to office. So everyone yeah. in the world agrees that hybrid is the way hmm. to go. Yes. Yes. Most of the polls say that yes. Yes. Okay. Now that means that full-time office is not the way to go. Hmm. That means remote has to work. Hmm. Right? If remote has to work, then the organizations would realize that if the remote concept is here to stay, Hmm. then we might as well hire from the entire world instead of hiring from Hmm. just Hmm. your local country. So I feel the market is still going to grow and in fact the new companies that are going to be set up they Hmm. will have to be remote first companies otherwise they might not be able to attract talent Hmm. so so eventually the market will go lean towards remote because employees will demand it it's a Mm -hmm. feature now I mean many people come to us saying that hey my company doesn't allow remote work so I want to work with you guys yeah yeah, absolutely Yeah. So since there are many benefits for employees and employers working remotely, but I was reading a stat the other day, I can't remember from which uh, website was it, but uh, it said that about uh, 67% of remote organizations still fail Mm. to set up. So why do you think that is? To set up. The organizations don't fail. They probably fail to set up remote work. Right? Yes. Yeah. So... There are a lot of uh, lot of issues or concerns with setting up remote teams, especially for those who mm-hmm. have always worked in offices, 
right see mm-hmm. the first and foremost thing a remote brings in is more trust in your organization see if i if i mm-hmm. don't trust my team working remotely yeah. i won't be able to set up a remote team yeah absolutely right number 2 is the mm. kind of people who work remotely have mm. certain traits for example they are high mm-hmm. on ownership so if if somebody mm-hmm. is low on ownership they are not suitable for mm. remote working mm. right so got it if yeah. the team culture is built around a manager that manager has mm. to get all the work done by everybody else those organizations mm. will find it very difficult to be remote first. Mm-hmm. do you understand what i'm trying to say True. yes yes so yes absolutely if everyone in the team doesn't own up their stuff it's kind of difficult yeah. but then there are other logistical issues also for example people don't document remote needs documentation mm-hmm. right remote mm-hmm. needs asynchronous communication remote mm-hmm. needs over communication Hmm. So so yeah. th- that brings me to my next question actually what do you what would you say are the top 3 things required to set up a remote organization Oh the top 3 things required to set up a remote organization is one is documentation you have to document each and everything you have to document minutes of meeting you have to make mm-hmm. uh, process books department wise mm-hmm. books right you know like how, yeah in in x situation how do you solve it in y situation how do you solve it everything mm-hmm. needs to be completely documented so that is see mm-hmm. that is that is a good thumb rule for any organization but remote pushes it further like remote demands it yeah. right uh, number 2 is because people cannot be available on the screen all the time mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, see meeting rooms are different but you cannot be on mm-hmm. the screen all the time so you have to yeah. develop this mechanism of asynchronous communication right you have to write mm-hmm. down things and wait for the other person to read it in their own time yes and that brings me to the third point asynchronous communication works when you over communicate so that's my third point right don't expect Got the it. other person to just understand you have yeah, to explain yeah. it very clearly something that might drive in the points yeah something yeah. that might be clear in your head might not be clear to everyone mm-hmm. in the team so i think these mm-hmm. are the three most important factors of you know being successful in a remote organization hmm, hmm. So did you have to learn it the hard way with Vishal yeah. or <laughs> Okay so yeah yeah I think it's most of the time because remote organizations or remote culture is so new yeah. like this podcast can be useful to someone starting up a remote organization yes. maybe one year down the line yes. but you didn't have any reference points Yeah I mean we didn't have any reference points so yeah it was see there's i mean people talk about first movers advantage but first movers is usually not always an advantage because you have to learn things the hard way right uh, but then yes. we did have some reference points so there is this company called gitlab hmm. or github i think one of the two i think it was yeah. github github yeah they talk about the process books basically remote handbooks for each department like every mm-hmm. possible case every mm-hmm. possible problem every possible query should be documented mm-hmm. in that document right in that Got piece it. of paper yeah. it could be excel sheet it could be jira yeah. it could be anything right where people can go and look mm-hmm. at it hmm yeah got it uh so let's talk a bit about wishup now so 
like Vishab is a very unique remote organization and we've done really well. So what are the benefits of hiring from Vishab and why does it have a competitive edge over other remote workforce organizations? So, you know, there are a lot of benefits of hiring from Vishab. So number one is, as I mentioned previously in this, uh, you know, call that Mm-hmm. We hire top 1% of all the applicants, all the candidates who apply. We take only top mm-hmm. 1%. In fact, now the number is less than top 1%. Um, mm-hmm. Number two is we train our people in mm-hmm. so many useful low-code mm-hmm. tools, no-code tools, remote tools, mm-hmm. which are necessary, which are mandatory for a new organization, for a new startup of today's time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, number three is they always have a support system within mm-hmm. Bishop to actually upskill themselves and to solve their queries. I mean, on our Slack group, mm-hmm. I see every day there's a new query coming up and somebody from the community goes in and, you know, helps out. So, yeah, yeah this is the advantage. This is the Bishop advantage, I would say. Nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with that. I see those queries coming in every day. And yeah, it, it's good that there is an ecosystem built yeah. that is uh, like, you know, kind of organic. Uh, yeah. So what's your vision, uh, Dilesh? Like, uh, where do you see Vishap in the next three to five years? My vision is if we are successful, um, hmm. I want to impact 10,000 families in India and across the world over next few Mm -hmm. years. What do I mean by that impact is that, you know, there are many people who actually call me from our team. They thank me Mm -hmm. and Vivek, especially Mm -hmm. people from Mumbai and Bangalore. They, (laughs) I I think they, they love the, the remote working. It has helped them a lot in saving their time in cooling off a little bit because I think it's too much hustle in Mumbai and Bangalore. They get to spend time with their family and they get to earn Mm. more at Bishop. Mm. Um, I mean, some people are grateful about it. Some people are not. That's a different story. But but this helps us. This makes us feel good about ourselves. That... Mm. You know, somebody called me and said, you know, I was going to have a daughter uh, and I did not know where, how would I be able to manage Mm. my finances. But you guys Mm -hmm. have solved it for me and I'm very grateful. Mm. I was like, like, I was a little, you know, touched by it. it. I was like, okay. But then I thought, you know, this is something to look forward to. And this is what I wanted actually. And if we are mm-hmm. able to do it for 10,000 families in India and across the world, and maybe mm-hmm. over a period of time, maybe in the next 15 years, a million families, that would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think not only uh, locally, but you have also moved uh, internationally, globally now. Yeah. So I think we you'll be touching very soon the families of people overseas as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about the American VAs that you've started? Like what yeah. was the motivation behind starting so, uh, US-based? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, uh, you know, recently I got a chance to, you know, visit mm-hmm. US and actually meet some of the clients. Um, yeah. 
I was able to, you know, meet like twenty-five, thirty clients uh, in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that, you know, they were really happy with our services and everything. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. one thing that they requested was that they would need somebody who could speak the native tongue. I mean, they are mm-hmm. talking about English here, but these yeah. guys speak American English. Uh, yeah, somebody yeah. who is fluent in native accent. Uh, Got it. Yeah. For client-facing roles, for more communication-oriented roles, and this is when we yeah. thought maybe we should give US VAs a chance, and uh, yeah. maybe there's a scope of it. Maybe there's a demand there. Yeah. It seems to be working. So I think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think our clients are actually yeah. uh, really interested in actually evaluating an option of hiring a US-based virtual assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the other day we've. I did some new virtual assistants, yeah. uh, US based virtual assistants. Yeah. So congratulations Thank for that. You. And uh, yeah, if anybody wants to hire American virtual assistants, you can drop us a message. Yes, absolutely. Right yes. here. Awesome. So Nilesh, before I let you go, is there any message you'd like to give uh, any entrepreneur out there who's looking to start a remote organization? Yes, go for it. Start a remote organization. Don't go for an office. There are a lot of benefits. If you are remote first from day one, you will figure it out. You don't have to, you know, spend money on office and infrastructure and internet and you know fuel and waste your time. So definitely go for it and let us help you out because we actually have gained a lot of expertise over last four five years to you know build remote teams, especially remote generalists. Uh, virtual assistants project managers bookkeepers people who can help you with your operations um mm-hmm. software testers we can help you out with that so you know this is the message for all the startups and businesses who want to build a remote organization awesome thank you so much for your time nilesh it was amazing talking to you as always and uh, thanks for sharing your knowledge and expertise with us it's always a pleasure uh, to talk to you crispino like <laughs> on the podcast of the podcast awesome thanks so much for that Thank nilesh you. and uh, yeah have a good you day you too bye bye see ya